The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Geoengineered Transhumanism is the third book in Alana Freeland's trilogy on geoengineering. It completes the picture of what geoengineering has been from its very inception decades ago. To control the ionosphere with phased array heater blasts, so as to maintain an ionized atmosphere in which chemicals, nanotechnology, and symbiosynergies can be continuously laid by jets, drones, and rockets in the name of climate change. Thus, the groundwork for this symbiosynthetic biology neural network inside Human 1.0 began by manipulating the macroenvironment upon which our extraordinary interior microenvironment depends. The air we breathe, the soil we grow our food in, the water we must replenish. All have been commandeered by biotech and big pharma for human 2.0, transhumanism. Chemicals, nanotechnology, and electromagnetics are manipulated for geoengineering, genetics, and vaccinations, all in preparation for the software phase of the brain-computer interface we now face after decades of quiet war preparation. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, EMP shield, solar, and EMP protection, rebounders, CBD pure hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Elena Freeland has worked as a ghostwriter for two decades and has edited books exposing the relationship between electromagnetics or non-lethals and neuroscience and remote mind control. She is the author of the Sub Rosa America and the Fall of the New Atlantis series, a fictional platform for a history of the United States since John F. Kennedy's assassination to the present and beyond. She is editor of Paranoia Magazine. Her double major in college was creative writing and biology, and she obtained a Master of Arts from St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Her new book is titled Geoengineered Transhumanism, how the environment has been weaponized by chemicals, electromagnetics, and nanotechnology for synthetic biology. Elena Freeland joins us directly from Olympia, Washington. Hello, Elena, and welcome back. How are you? Oh, good to be back with you, Mel. It's always a pleasure, and congratulations on the new book. Is this the culmination of a trilogy or a standalone publication with more to come? No, it's it's the uh, culmination of the trilogy. Uh, that's a great way to put it, too, because each book, I didn't plan to write three books on geoengineering, but each book gave birth to the next one because it was a multi-layered story. Before we begin, I've been thinking of, of all the people I've interviewed through the years, Yolanda, about the subject of, the, of, of chemtrails. 
Many are no longer with us, including A.C. Griffith, Fred Bell, uh, the Dr. Fred Bell, Michael Murphy, etc. And the question in everyone's mind has always been, why? Why are they spraying all these particles above us? And I used to think it was for national defense, but it happens all over the world. Then I used to think it was make, it was to make us sick with cancer, heart disease, and neurological diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, basically to shorten our lifespan. But most recently, I'm thinking, and please let me know how far I am from reality. I'm thinking this is more to change our atmosphere, to make it more conductive or ionized, and to lay the ground to a new species or interconnected beings or humans 2.0 connected to an AI hive mind. What do you think? Oh, I think you're spot on. And I think it's always been for this. And the reason I say that is because back when Catherine Austin Fitz was talking about the secret space program and trying to figure out where the $21 trillion missing from the American budget had gone, uh, she she and uh, Joseph Farrell mentioned uh, a program from Russia that uh, I think I think was the primary key to what's going on, and uh, that is the uh, Soviet astronomer Nikolai Kardashev and his three phases of technological achievement. Uh, that any civilization hoping to go into space and uh, have a real space age has to obtain before being able to do that. And when I read those three points that he made, uh, I immediately recognized that we are just about finished with the first phase and moving into the second. So the first phase is full-spectrum dominance over one's planet. And that is just about achieved now. And the second one is control over one star and its systems. And that, of course, is our sun. And a lot of things going on regarding the sun, the so-called solar minimum, etc., are really um, cover stories for many experiments going on that are uh, that have to do with obtaining power over the sun. And then the third phase of Kardashev was control over the galaxy and its systems. So you, you listen to that and you think, wow, this is hubris. This is, this is uh, psycho, psychotic uh, fantasies. But really, uh, given the technological achievements that I'm aware of, and I'm just a small fry here, spending a little over a decade on tracking down all this national security uh, uh, information that you have to piecemeal together, because like Osiris's body in the Nile Delta, it's spread all over the place, and uh, it takes time to realize what the language is and um, and how the pieces fit together by reading between the lines and uh, looking through national security coded language in order to see that uh, Kardashev's map is exactly what they're following, which lends um, a great deal of insight into why we're being treated 
uh, we the people are being treated like lab rats. Uh, really, they have in mind very great, grand schemes and dreams, and uh, to control us has to be part of this. And that's that's what I didn't realize, Mel, completely when I was writing Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth that came out in 2014. From to- 2012 to 2014, when I was writing it, I, I just... I just did. I knew the Morgellons was part of the story. I knew that ionizing the atmosphere was a big part of the story, but I really had not put together the uh, the people part of the equation of the full spectrum dominance. I recognized it was the electromagnetic spectrum that they were talking about, which, uh, as you know, if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, you see that our little teeny weeny bit of what we can see in this vast uh, electromagnetic spectrum that entails how the universe works, how our planetary system works, how our planet works, uh, you you can really see that uh, they needed to control the whole thing, and uh, and that included us. So I had to get through another book, The uh, Under an Ionized Sky, from Chemtrails to Space Fence Lockdown, in which, if you remember him, Billy Hayes, the harp man, led me and guided me through uh, all the technology that he, as an MK Ultra survivor, had been programmed to know uh, from top to bottom, inside to out, and he was able to help me see that uh, that the whole Star Wars program had been resurrected, and now that uh, Bernard Eastland's patent had been uh, had been successful, and Harp uh, had controlled the ionosphere, and and it was Billy who pointed out that a lot of it had to do with controlling the people here on Earth, uh, starting with the satellites, with the uh, HARP itself, uh, and all the different ionospheric heaters similar to HARP that have all been recalibrated and jacked up. Uh, all of it covered, shrouded over with a, uh, a patina of um, disinformation, including global warming, climate change, all the things blaming the people, blaming carbons. All of it was to cover over this massive secret space program, uh, which required uh, control at every level, not just of the electromagnetic spectrum, but of society itself. And, uh, And so it's the third book that really, now that I've laid the groundwork for how the environment has been taken over, and we are all now living under and plugged into the space fence lockdown. Now I can look at the connections once again, as I did in Morgellons in the first book. Once again, I look at the connections to synthetic biology, which means basically um, a genetic transformation of the earth plane and all of life on it, including us. Who currently has full spectrum dominance since the USA seems to be heading to its sunset based on what we see? Is it another country or is it the elite? Yes, I think we have to uh, realize that nationalism and thinking in terms of nations 
is is really not sufficient to understand how the global elites work. It's really a classism kind of war that we're in now, uh, and and they are making their their big uh, move. Uh, you know, they've they've planned this. I go back all the way to the Versailles Treaty and the failure of the League of Nations. Um, all the way, that's about 100 years ago. And, uh, and what, what happened is they uh, were able finally to develop the UN, as you know, in, uh, in the 50s here in, uh, in New York in the United States, uh, which was, a, a, a check that off the list, League of Nations becomes United Nations. And um, of course, it's always served the behest of uh, of the elites, the global elites. And when when I think of global elites, I generally, because I'm a Westerner, think of Europe. I think of the dynastic families, all the study I did of uh, of the what led to Nazism taking over in Europe. Uh, and uh, of course, I came across. Uh, IG Farben, the big pharma na- um, corporation that made out like a bandit after the war uh, and through the war, and then how it um, separated itself into three other uh, corporations, one being Bayer, and um, and how the big pharma has always played a massive role. Big pharma has p- provided the chemicals for like World War One, which was completely a chemical war. Uh, and uh, and it's also provided the chemicals for the chemtrails, the chemical trails above us that are still, uh, after twenty more than twenty years, still uh, letting loose with things for us to breathe in and eat in uh, our fe- from our fields. And then, of course, it big pharma provides all the vaccinations and having condition people to think that vaccinations mean health and that babies now, I I can't remember the figure, but it seems like it's about 40 shots that little tiny children have to have by the time they're in first grade. I mean, it's it's extraordinary how successful uh, Big Pharma and other corporate players have been in uh, in convincing people that uh, chemicals make our lives better, we're more advanced. Uh, I remember Ronald Reagan in a commercial when I was a girl uh, talking about uh, about chemicals and how good they are for people. So uh, it's it's been a real coup to mind control people. And that's not even counting the mind control programming that's going on via satellite and triangulation with the cell towers and cell phones and everything else. I mean, that's all in this book. It was in the last book, too, as far as the large structures of what it takes to uh, run full-spectrum dominance over everyone and everything. But now I'm, I'm reaching into the human being through nanotechnology, which has really, to me, that was the uh, the the final step in, in this div- discovery of this amazing nanotechnology, which now was announced several weeks ago, I believe, uh, by uh, people having the vaccine, so-called, uh, and seeing how magnetic 
their arm was and realizing uh, and what it was, that it was graphene oxide, and then videos that have gone up showing the bizarre nature of graphene oxide and what it is no doubt doing in people's bodies as it's as it's uh, inoculated into them. So uh, now we have uh, it, what is what started out sort of in this large canopy of geoengineer being geoengineered around the planet with various cover stories for why, why this was happening. And very few people realizing, even to this day, Mel, I meet people who demand that I explain to them why when they look up and see what's coming out of the backs of jets. And, and truthfully, now you're not even going to see much of that because the patent for an invisible trail and invisible particulates being spread into the atmosphere, you're not going to see trails hardly ever now. So, uh, and they want me to explain why that's not a condensation trail. I mean, if you, uh, if you at all understand how chemical signatures work, as Clifford Carnicom, the independent scientist who was the very first back in the 90s to blow the whistle about how the atmosphere was being utterly transformed by these chemical trails coming out of jets. Uh, he knew when he looked up that that was no contrail. He could tell by what the trail looked like because it had the signature completely of chemicals. And so began his work for 20 years uh, being uh, made fun of, ridiculed by people, uh, none of the EPA refused to respond to him. Uh, the CDC refused to respond to him. And yet at his website, I must have mentioned to you on one of the previous shows that he was able to track who was visiting his site. And he had a list of about 180 uh, alphabet agencies all coming to his site to see what he was coming up with on his own, given the cover stories and all of the things they were doing to cover over what was going on in our atmosphere. So, you know, it, it goes all the way back to that, that that was no contrail. And they're not contrails now either. They're chemical trails. And most of them you don't see. And you're breathing in what's in them. And what's in them, most importantly, yes, the heavy metals are in it. Barium, strontium, chromium, uh, uh, all of the uh, aluminum, uh, uh, lithium, you name it. But they're all on a nano scale and a nano is one billionth of a meter. So you'll never see it. You'll never feel it going down into your lungs. You won't feel it coming into your bloodstream and flowing throughout your body and easily bypassing the blood brain barrier and, and then coming to rest in your brain. So, you know, the growth of Alzheimer's, the growth of autism, uh, all of the, uh, the autoimmune uh, symptoms, they're not diseases, they're symptoms of what we have been breathing and eating and drinking uh, with the full knowledge of uh, the globalist masters who run these programs and use us as guinea pigs uh, to see which direction they need to go for their full spectrum dominance. I, I, I'm disgusted. I, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm still disgusted. But each, t each thing I learn um, just makes me stronger to, uh, to keep 
getting it out to the public. So, Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.